welcome to Constructing the Clubhouse. That's not how. Welcome to Constructing the Clubhouse. I'm your co-host, John Ellis, and here with me, as always, is my host, Dr. Matthew Mercer. Hello and welcome. Thanks, John. Carrying the load once again. (laughs) Johnny Boy, it was a pretty, pretty eventful week, yeah? Yeah, it's been a it's been a sort of an emotional roller coaster for me. I'm I'm now I'm starting to uh, I think come to grips with it a little bit, but it's been I've been irritable at just people trying to be nice to me, just sort of the snapping jerks, at them, just the being, jerks, just being nasty. Yeah. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss John's adventures in Romania. He got invited to perform on a television show there. He had a uh, an experience, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. We're also going to run through the shows that we have coming up. And did we have anything big comedy club related news in the past week? Yeah, I guess there's one or two things. We've got these uh, comedians from Switzerland visiting. Chris Dar was going to be performing. He's oh, arrived right. today, so he's going to be performing uh, throughout the weekend. That's one big thing. And we're actually already breaking out outside the clubhouse on Saturday. We're going to have an evening show at a place called La Rubia, uh, which... This Saturday. This Saturday. So I need to change the name of it and advertise it and sell some tickets to it. I need to make sure I'm available for that. Yeah, hopefully you're available. It's in the evening. It's at 6 th- or 7.30 or something. Yeah, I'm doing a failing in love at some point. I don't know if it's Friday or Saturday. Oh, I think I'm doing that the as 23rd. well. The 23rd. I think yeah, you I'm are. doing that as well. So yeah, hopefully we're both available for that. Yeah. It's a I, meant, I meant though in the past week, did anything happen in the past week that we should touch on today? We got our business cards, and they're adorable. Yeah, we got our business cards. We fixed the dishwasher. We, I don't know, are you thinking of something? No, I'm, I'm supposed to be I'm scrambling. Of? I feel like you're like, don't you remember that thing that happened? I don't John, know. I wrote a very detailed outline for this podcast, and I feel like you didn't read the memo. We did, uh, we did our first Spanish show um, yesterday, which went pretty well, I think. We only sold two tickets for it, but I met, met some neighbors and invited them along, and they came along, and yeah. uh, it was a good time. And I understood... Most of the jokes, which was cool. I need to check that out. I wonder if I would understand Give it a any go. of the jokes. Give it a go. And what we missed from the week before, which was obviously big news, is that Carlotta, the distributor, came around for a yeah. drink uh, with, with her friend as well. With her, not they, they made it clear that they weren't together together. They were sort of business partners. Uh, so they're fucking. They could be fucking. They could They're be definitely, fucking. Definitely. And it was a complete like sales thing in the end. They were like, I'm so glad to be hanging out outside of work, right? And then they have two or three drinks and we're all, hang- all hanging out. And then they're like, okay, but now I'm going to go into work mode a little bit now no. that we're all getting along. And then I've had like people from Brutus contact me and be like, hey, can we come by and like chat? And I was like, I, I think, what have we got? Like three people trying to sell us beer at the moment. I think that's yeah. enough. They well, all that, work, all work that annoying guy from Barcino always comes around. He's always trying to, he's trying, he's trying to give us the biggest discounts. Yeah. He's what a, what an ass. All right. So in case anybody's listening, needs to know our lineup for the week we have on Tuesday, we have a, what is it called now? Pro, pro comedian pro, notes and session something. Yeah. Pro comedians, new jokes. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, uh, the Magic Hour. The Magic Hour and set, li- set list at one o'clock. I think we might do Hot Topics this week. Nice. Yeah. Cool. If you guys don't know, set list is a comedian goes on stage, somebody throws him a topic, and then he has to invent a joke out of out of the thin air. It's a lot of fun, incredibly difficult, um, and worth checking out. Yeah, it's sort of like improv, but, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> improv, but funny. Thursdays, we have the Midday Mirth, hosted by Marnie Manning. Mm -hmm. And Fridays, it's my show, The Comedy Bomb Shelter. 
That's freaking right. packed lineup this week. Victor's going to headline, but we have Chris Dewar, Michelle Kitt, and Hari Soleri. Yeah, the weekend's going to be the weekend's going to be epic. Uh, we've got Bombshell to Friday, Saturday we've got the French show followed by Dorothy Gong Wild. Haven't decided who do you think I should get to host the Gong show this week. Great question. Ah, uh, maybe I'll you could do it. For it. Yeah. You could do it, or I could do it. Yep, or whatever. Either we'll way, we'll figure it out. It's okay. Uh, and then Sunday we're going to have Perdidos in translation in Espanol Ooh. with Chris Groves, and that'll be followed by Sunday Fun Day at two thirty. So packed week full of shows. We've got nine shows, I think, this week. Yeah, so word about the Comedy Clubhouse has reached all of continental Europe now. People are coming, and this is 100% true, people are coming to Barcelona just to perform comedy. Uh, It might be due to the fact that we are the only metropolitan area open for business, but... I like to think it's the talent and creativity. Right, we're gonna of the performers. We're here. gonna change all our marketing to say the best comedy oh. city, the comedy capital of Europe, the 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 center of the comedy capital. Europe's capital of Europe. number one comedy community. The best. It's club. the best. It really is. It's uh yeah, it's a true fact, and people are crawling all out of the woodwork to come and, and spend some time here, and, and often staying. Deep. Yeah. I had a, a, a Finnish comedian. That's coming. Actually, maybe this week I'd have to check. But one of one of Phil Varney's um, colleagues from Prague is going to come and set up shop for a week or two. I just, I oh, I did I meant tell you that I was on the Comedians of Europe uh, Zoom call the other day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you guys, well, this it's a secret group for touring comics uh, mm-hmm. in Europe. Well done keeping the secret. <laughs> there, right? And we can we can cut this. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah. I think it's fine to sort of vaguely talk about basically we're trying to create kind of a network of, of touring comedians in Europe and yeah. there's, there's a few different people interested and, and it's something that long term for the European scene is will hopefully be amazing and will hopefully allow us to trade uh, stage time here. Yeah, home, home in a ways. Uh, we have to schedule that uh, call with other new comedy clubs. We Somebody suggested one in London. Yeah. We should get our producer Zach on on the yeah. On the job. And we should talk to El Golfo in yes in Madrid as well. That sounds like a, a couple of comedians from Barcelona were just here over the weekend and and had a great time. Guess just there over the weekend and had a great time. Yeah. All right. What's to do? Let's let's get into it now. I want to know about John's adventures in Romania. Johnny boy, you went to Romania, Bucharest. Yeah. Why? Uh, in brief, I went to Romania with uh, four other comedians from Barcelona. Uh, we arrived. Not at, the best bars, uh, comedians, but you know. No, Matt wasn't there. Matt was supposed to go, but they actually postponed his trip. Yeah, for some reason. Uh, so I was there with four other comedians from Barcelona. We arrived after curfew, straight to our hotel. Uh, the hotel was called Hello Hotel, but the O had fallen off, <laughs> so it was called Hell Hotel. It's a two-star ho- <laughs> hotel called Hell Hotel. We stayed there, got up, picked up in the morning, straight to this uh, filming place uh, to film a Romanian stand-up. TV show. Uh, I didn't know before I was getting on stage that it was going to be like The Voice. Oh, wow. So that was the vibe. So the, the judges couldn't see you. What? And then they had to sort of buzz either red or green. And then if once three of them had buzzed either red or green, this whole big thing, big, big kind of screen came up and then you could see them. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it was scary. Uh, and it was super. And it was like, you're already there. And they gave you all the stuff to sign. And... Uh, I do a lot of funny gestures. Yeah. If there's a screen, how are they know, gonna know I'm being funny? Yeah, I was thinking like I wanna like sort of show them how well I move around the stage and that I've got sort of a, a, 
I think a confident presence when I'm doing that sort of thing, but that was turned out to be irrelevant. Uh, I think everyone's English level wasn't particularly good. Uh, and the judges as well. I mean, they kind of, I think they understood what you were saying, but then to criticize you back, they would speak Romanian and it would get translated in your ear. So they like spoke English well enough to kind of understand what you were saying. Uh, but then they didn't speak it well enough to actually criticize your comedy in English, which I feel like <laughs> if they really understood sort of the nuance of what I was doing, they would probably speak English well enough to do that. Oh, Johnny boy. Uh, Johnny but, boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm so I'm bitter. I'm bitter because, uh, Every other comedian from Barcelona that I went with uh, went through and I got two green votes and two red votes and then had a discussion with the judges, uh, which resulted in them not wanting oh, me. Oh, no. So I've had to, a lot of soul searching. Yeah, lot of I, soul searching, I imagine. That's that's pretty rough that like when you talk to, it was only after you talked to the judges that they were like, yeah, no. So they could have changed their mind. They could have been like, John, you gotta, you gotta charm them, buddy. Yeah, I, I'm so bad at convincing someone that that uh, that doesn't like me to then start <laughs> liking me. I just think it's sort of an impossible yeah. situation, and you have to come across as relaxed. And and it's obviously quite a big moment, so you don't come across as relaxed. And the earpiece fell out of my ear. So one guy was like criticizing me for like a minute in Romanian and then I was waiting for the translation for a minute and then I realized the translation wasn't coming because the earpiece had fallen out so I had to sort of dig around on the ground and try and put it back in my ear and then wait for the translation which was a lot shorter the second time around like he kind of explained his position <laughs> second time around he was like the, so the vibe was that I was egotistical because you're too good for that come on I thought so <laughs> it, was, it was like I was trying to yeah do do super fancy stuff because I wanted to do it and I wasn't appealing to the audience uh, at all, which is really what I was doing. I don't think, yeah, I'll, I'll own that. I, <laughs> You're like, yeah. I was doing really, I'm really what I wanted to do. I was doing relatively new material that I wrote, yeah. you know, a month ago. Uh, and he was sort of like, why, why wouldn't you do, why wouldn't you write for what the audience wants? Uh, and I've been trying to, Answer that. Answer that question. Uh, I think it comes down to like if everyone was writing what the particular audience wanted, every comedian that went there would effectively be trying to write the same jokes. Whereas at least if you write what you want, you write it as well as you can, you're bringing your own perspective and there's something unique about what you're doing, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the answer is you're a fucking artist, man. Like you do what you want. And if people vibe on it, that's great. If not, I do you what I care. like. No, but like, I mean, all all of the massive, you know, artistic debates, you know, like sellouts versus like artists and uh, avant-garde versus entertainers and all that. It all comes down to whether or not how much you um, please the crowd, how much, you know, you how much sell you sort out. of compromise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and you have too much artistic integrity for that, Jonathan. Well, if I was going to do it again, I would definitely compromise a lot. <laughs> if, I, if, I'd known how, hits. if I'd known how badly it was going to go, I would have just compromised the fuck out of that set that I did. I, 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 I'm convinced that I would have passed had I done comedy that I was doing three years ago. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to do was this whole bit I'm developing on being a demotivational speaker and a lot of it's words that kind of fold in on themselves. It's quite conceptual and people need to understand at every step. And the audience was being paid to be there 
They'd been there for uh, seven hours by the time I got on stage, just sitting there. Uh, didn't necessarily speak that good English. And I'd also been sitting in a room, a super well-lit room, where you weren't allowed, you weren't allowed like a bottle of water or a coffee with you because they don't want that to show up on the cameras. Wow. So they just make you sweat the whole time. And then they finally, at random, pluck you up. Put you on space on stage this all sounds really horrifying it was the the thing is that they because they're trying to make tv which i understand so they want to set everything up so it's a, a super high pressure situation for you and then they want to record you as much as they possibly can so that any kind of way that you slip up they can later edit together to make what yeah. they want to make so they like mic you up the whole time for eight hours and i'm sitting there like bitching about how we're not even allowed water in this room and all of this you know and then they do a bunch of interviews with you they do like a photo shoot and now that it went badly i'm just terrified of how they're gonna edit it down don't worry buddy i'll swing in there and i'll be the villain man because I can't keep my mouth shut in those situations. Yeah. And I will say whatever I think is funny, which is generally loud complaining. Yeah. Um, and or, yeah. And then, good God, like if they criticize my comedy, I am the most sensitive person I know when it comes to, the, I, I have zero chill. And yeah. I, I might cry on television. Yeah, I because definitely. Because they don't like my cancer jokes. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, it's something that like, uh, hurts to hear and like i can barely take it from someone i i comedically respect like a lot right like yeah. if, if say michael rice came up to me and was like hey look i've got some stuff to tell you about your jokes i'd be like okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to listen and respond but it's effectively just like random romanians that i guess were successful at romanian comedy but don't necessarily understand what i'm saying uh that are criticizing me and the whole the whole vibe is like every interview you do they're like oh are you nervous to meet the judges what about the judges <laughs> and all of us like like every single one of us made some comment about how we have no idea who these guys are you know oh that sucks for them uh oh i can't man i'm gonna start thinking i actually I, I, yesterday the day before after i heard about your guys's experiences i'm wondering if i should change my set and or the order of the set so that the word the jokes that are wordy or like that work by word alone that don't have any funny act outs or mm -hmm. like body gestures if that stuff should come first while the screen is down yeah uh i think once you get the audience on your side that's effectively what the um the judges are listening for and i i had already known that i wasn't going to get the audience on it like i planned that into my set i was making the jokes audience about how they weren't and just the, the audience can see you ah yeah. uh, okay um, so you play to the audience and not to the judges. Yeah. So All I would right. recommend if you want to do really well, I would recommend that you just sing songs that everybody knows. We'll get to microphone. that. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're focused on me right now. Still though, John. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, cause so my, my plan to get the audience on this, on my side was to go in and do like a self deprecating joke, mm -hmm. uh, loosely tied. Well, I was going to say hello in Romanian and then make fun of myself for being American American that'll work all right and if if the audience can see my gestures then it'll be even funnier when I tell the judges I'm like oh I was making a really funny face there you should you should yeah. watch all right yeah I would so I would try and do a bunch of short jokes that are relatively easy to understand and don't rely on each other to get the laugh uh if mm. that makes sense like, was was literally going to open with like six straight cancer jokes that's fine. I think that's I fine. As long as so. as long as they're jokes in themselves. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you mentioned a song. 
Now, now we're gonna get into the gossipy side of things. Yeah, like, yeah. Give, who are you pissed at, John? <laughs> I'm, I'm incredibly trying hard not to be pissed because it's, it's one hundred percent me myself being petty, and I know that I shouldn't feel like that. But uh, as so, long as your second thought is okay, as long, yeah, as long as I'm like double thinking how how much of a petty asshole I am. Uh, so there was two people went through, Andreas and ha uh, Hannah Becker had gone through. Uh, and Olga. Uh, Olga, Olga went up first, by the way. Olga was yeah. the first person to be on stage and she nailed it. Uh, so, so three out of four of the other people that were there had already gone through. And then Luke went up on stage. And for my sins, there's a big part of me going like someone else has to fuck this up. Like I just really Please, need, don't let me be the only one. I can't be the only one that doesn't make through, make it through. Please Luke, muck this up. He had been in the room for eight and a half hours. He was like super tired. Didn't look like he was going to do very good. Uh, and I had this weird kind of double thought where I was like, no, but I do actually want him to do well. Cause he's a friend of mine and I like him a lot. Yeah. And then the selfish part of me going like, nah, but I just, just Somebody. emotionally, I really need him to to fuck it up. Yeah. Uh, and then he went on stage and he started doing badly, and and I got my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he, it looks like he's gonna, it looks like he's gonna bomb out, right? It looks like he was not gonna get through. He had um, two green and two red as well, so same as me. Uh, and then he started telling a joke about rap music. Uh, and he's like, oh, do you guys know this song? And it's da 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 drink, 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 gin and juice or whatever. Do you know that? Laid back. Laid back. So that one. Yeah, classic Snoop Dogg. Right. I don't listen to rap. Uh, if I did, I would have done fantastic in Romania because he starts singing the song and it's got a punchline like at the end of him singing the song, but he starts singing the song, gets halfway through the first lyric. The judges start singing along with him because they love rap music. And then one of the judges changes their red vote into a green vote before before <laughs> he tells the punchline to this this rap joke. So basically he's getting a green light. He's getting a judge to, judge to change their mind from a red to a green by not telling a joke and just doing something that they've that, heard and recognized. Heard before. I'm sick of people doing the best at comedy shows when they do not comedy. Oh yeah. Dude, any any anybody armed with a ukulele will absolutely kill in an open mic. People and love it. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. Yep, do a magic trick. I was at a show once where a guy was just like like bombing super super hard, and then like with the last two minutes, he was like, you know what? I'm pretty good at beatboxing. I'm just <laughs> gonna do that. So he beatboxed for the last minute, and everyone like cheers and applauses and goes nuts. And it's like, yep, yeah, that wasn't the competition. I feel like if yeah. you're paid to be a judge at a stand-up competition and you're a professional and that is your job, you should really be focusing on the joke side of things. And don't get me wrong, mine weren't weren't good. They weren't land. They were good jokes, but they weren't landing. <laughs> They weren't landing it on the It seems like a, a contradiction in terms there, John. It was a good jokes, bad decision to tell those jokes. It's like, <laughs> it's like if you just go to your family dinner time and tell a bunch of pedophilia jokes. They might be the best jokes ever. Oh, it's Grandpa just a, loves those. <laughs> you don't You don't even understand. He just, he just likes that he's in them. Uncle Willie. Ooh. Uncle Willie, I love it. Yeah. Was that his nickname or? Uh, oh, actually, man, I just realized I had an Uncle I actually had an Uncle Willie, and yeah. he was not a pedophile. It's just a funny name that I never put together until just now. Rest a, in peace. I had an uncle. Called, I have an uncle called Bob, but uh, also not a pedophile. So that's that's cool. 
Yeah. Bob's your uncle's like an expression. Ah, that's right. And Bob's your uncle. All right. Where were we? We were talking about Lucas. Yeah, we're talking about... So 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 it's happy... So it's nice that he got through. We it, are happy. It is nice that he got through. And and I had to do this whole switcheroo but when I when I saw that he was definitely going to go through to like put myself in the frame of mind to be like, okay, now you just have to be happy yeah. for him. You can't be anything else. I, I think the hardest part of these comedy competitions is that we're pitted against our friends. Mm-hmm. And like it brings into focus how you feel about your friend's comedy or whatever. And they're never good thoughts yeah you're like are they seriously laughing at that shit it's partly because you've heard the jokes so many so times, many times. You yeah even... you saw them like fucking around beforehand or something and you're yeah like, you know you help them write it possibly uh there's there's all sorts of stuff like that um but no look he did do well and once once he got sort of the judges on his side he he had this new new wind of energy uh and did the whole thing with, with a lot of charisma uh so no look lots of lots of respect to him and, and all the other comedians that did so well son of a bitch uh yeah well do you know what it is because like people knew that i was going and because i'm sort of bartending here and running this place i'm getting so many well wishes i don't know if mm. you're sick of well wishes but I, no. i'm getting wished well by so many people all the time so here what? it's been like after the um, after the police incident, everyone comes in and they're like, "What happened?" You know, and then you're just having to relive this thing. And I feel like oh, I was yeah, just yeah. stupid in the event, and then I'm just having to relive it over and over again. Or I'm short with people, and I'm being short with them, but they just have the best intentions. They're just yeah. coming in to like check that I'm okay. You know? No, so, nobody checks in on me. Yeah. No. Maybe I just have a face that looks like it needs checking in on. I don't know. Or and I don't. That's yeah. Oh, that guy. I'm Fuck gonna, him. Uh, I'm going to start checking in on you more, man. Right, thank you. I appreciate that, John. I don't like it, right? Especially after this Romania thing. I'm just like coming to grips with it myself. I'm like, I'm okay with it. And now every single person I see is like, hey, how was Romania? Did you get through? Yeah. What happened? And I have to like relive the whole thing. And man, if I don't make it, I am going to take a week away or something because it will hurt a lot. And I will not, if anybody to ask or talk about, I, I can't, I can't stand it. Yeah, you know, like and that that like half smile they give you, and they're like, "Mm," but they're actually happy you didn't get through. You know, it just yeah, yeah. The uh, they did like a post interview, and one of the things they asked me was, uh, "Has this shaken your what? How you see yourself as a person?" And I was like, at the time, I was like, I laughed. I was like, "No, are you kidding me? Like, I don't care what like three random Romanians I haven't heard of think of me. Like, if that was gonna if that was gonna shift my self esteem." then I'd be in the wrong profession comedy. You have to get used to the, the, the highs and the lows. But having said that, there's definitely this creeping thought that, that comes in that's like, oh, maybe you, maybe you made the wrong decision and yeah. shouldn't have dropped out of university and should have become an accountant. Oh, the whole house of cards fell. No, it, just, it, it didn't, but there's a little... It's possible. You know I mean? Well, I, I feel that. I, I, know, I know that dark hallway, mm-hmm. right? But uh, for you, no, you just have to be like, all right, yeah, I chose the wrong jokes, probably. I chose, I chose, I expected the audience to be better. I expected them to have heard more comedy. That doesn't sound like accountability, John. I'm, I'm too. Yeah, well, it really was the audience was full of assholes. Look, I'm reflecting, I'm reflecting on my set in private in my own time, but ultimately, I know those jokes are good. I'm going to do them at hush. Oh, I really hope they're good. Doing, <laughs> we'll find out, won't we? I'm doing them at Hush Hush tonight, which is uh, which is the most high pressure show in Barcelona. So I'm hoping that, that they Not go anymore. well. Not anymore. Anything at the clubhouse is more high pressure. That's right. Uh, no, it's Hush is a great gig. Yeah, assholes. Yeah, I'm so petty. All my pettiness comes to the surface. 
there is um well all right a little reevaluation is good john don't let it I'm, I'm glad you didn't go to university and become an accountant it's um comedy you get arrogant right you get arrogant you have to be you so you have to be and you have to strong like everyone that does comedy like super strongly believes in themselves because you have to have a stupid crazy idea and be like oh my god i'm funny i'm gonna write that and i'm gonna say it on stage and people are gonna laugh so you have to be arrogant and do it again after nobody laughs the first time <laughs> yeah so when people don't laugh at your joke you're like nah they're wrong i'm gonna do it again oh, and again yeah. and again until they get it right so that's what you're doing <laughs> until they get it right uh yeah exactly so uh, you can I make changes in between right to get them to get them to get it right yeah you uh, have to lead these poor idiots like a horse to water, you know? Yeah. So I was just, I, I guess I've been doing pretty well here. That set's been going well everywhere. And I, I just kind of got a little bit big for my head and thought, you know what? The best thing I can do, the thing, I should do the thing that I'm most excited about, the material I'm most excited about. And because it's been working in Barcelona, it will definitely work in uh, Romania. And then I tried to like add in a couple of jokes about Romania that I'd written that morning which I still think were good jokes, but mm. uh, that, just, that's got to be a red flag. It just wasn't, um, yeah, it just wasn't smart decision making. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I've been getting a lot lately? And it's not like well wishes or anybody reaching out. I'll, I'll be working at the bar and somebody will be like, you know, you, you could probably go downstairs and try comedy. You should try it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really shucks you that's don't so, say that's so kind thanks well it's weird when people see you host a show all the time so a lot of people because i do the gong show for ages i'd just be hosting every week a lot of people come up to you and say like ah do you do comedy as well or do you just yeah host? and and they don't understand that it's actually way harder hosting and you're also telling jokes when you're hosting um but just because you're doing this like speaking oh, to the audience hold thing. on no i gotta fucking call you out on something last night what i did god damn it johnny boy so we're at the bar um what was the joke oh it's like it's one that i tell quite a bit we're at the bar we're talking to to i think to these girls or customers right? I, I have already said i've been feeling in a, in a like a petty mood the last few days so yeah if I, if I said something snarky then then i apologize in advance but please tell me oh i'm trying to remember what the joke is it's a line that i say all the time and it just it came up in conversation oh. this perfect punchline. oh yeah okay. and i lay it out there like oh this is just a thing and you're like uh that's a bit that's a bit he does yeah yeah you're right i, I shouldn't have done that and oh, it's fine. But I thought it, I mean, it's just, it was just so, it was so funny. What was, what were we talking about? Do you remember what the line was? No, I don't remember exactly the, the context, but it was like, she laid it up for you and you spiked Perfectly. it down. Yeah. She laughed. Yeah. She laughed just, really hard. She was like, she was pushing her boyfriend out of the way. <laughs> right. As I was, and I, it was, uh, I was one of my better punchlines. I don't remember what it is. Um, we'll, we'll remember make it. The second we stop recording, I'll we'll I'll, make, I'll we'll use a different one, right? So I'll I'll pretend like me and this girl were talking about uh, therapy and everything, and I I told her I was like, yeah, my therapist is always telling me that uh, I project too much, but I I think she's just insecure about her tiny penis, right? Classic joke. And the uh, so this girl at the bar, she starts laughing. She's like, oh my god, that's so funny. You should try comedy. And John's like, uh, that's a bit. Like yeah. I know it sounded natural, but he wrote that months and months and months ago. I'm like, John, 
No, I feel I feel bad, and eventually you get to the stage with comedy where you've written so many bits that they do just sort of fall into conversation. Yeah. Or, you, or you have like half bits that that's like a thing you do in conversation with when you're chatting with people, but you don't do it on stage necessarily. All right, I want to talk about that, but first I want to make fun of you some more. No, please. Because of that, I was like, man, this guy has got to be the worst guy in fucking magic shows. I bet he comes up and he's like, oh, oh, no, no, he put that card in his pocket. It's he put it in his pocket. Or if you hang around children. And be like, really? You think that Santa is real? Your parents made that up. I'm just saying, John, <laughs> you, you're taking the wind out of some sails. Cool. Matt knows how uh, emotionally unstable I've been over the last couple of days. <laughs> oh. Uh, and he's taking advantage of it. He's seen the cracks of my armor. Uh, no, look, completely fair, very fair. And that's that's one of the examples of, of some of the things I've done in the last couple of days that it's just like, slightly more aggressive or slightly more snarky or whatever like mila asked me how i was uh yesterday uh, and i was like or she was like you look sad like and i was like sorry i don't know like i don't know how to <laughs> yeah and then i was kind of like well girls sometimes get upset when when people tell them to smile or like oh why are you so upset or whatever yeah. so i was like that and then i was like i've got a lot on my plate right now and you're basically just giving me another thing to worry about because really the thing i'm concerned about is you being here but I have to, or like you people all, in general. You all. Um, but I can't add that to their concern because I also still need them to be having a good time when they're here. So it's yeah. kind of like you're asking me a question that I can't really answer honestly and me having to think about having how to answer that is just complicating my life more. Uh, yeah. And at the same time, I'm just, I'm not going to exactly sit down with you and go through it all, uh, when I'm, when I'm working. <laughs> yeah, what's, you know? what's the answer they, uh, they want to hear with that? They're like, oh, you look sad. And you're like, yeah, well, I hate my life and I don't think anything. And I wonder if anybody will actually love me for who I am. Yeah. And then they're like, uh, I'll just have a beer. Exactly. Exactly. Just so you know, don't, don't, uh, I'm not, I'm not upset. I think it's hilarious. I it's just good. think it's hilarious. It's good. I know how sensitive you can be. And it was a great opportunity for me to tell a joke on the on the podcast. Nice. You know? Um, but it is strange. So when you hang out with other comics, like, and you do, there's certain people who will do their entire bits in conversation. Yeah. And I don't, I myself, whenever an opportunity for a bit comes up, I actually, I hide away from it. I, like, it's like a shameful thing. Like, Oh mm -hmm. no, I'm not, I can't use that story. That's something I do on stage, but they kill like it's a, um, yeah, that's a temptation for sure. But so you were saying you do like half and half. Yeah. Well, I think once you're hanging out with a lot of um, seasoned comics or if you're maybe a new comedian is hanging out with a lot of seasoned comics and then they clearly start like slipping bits into conversation to try and sort of fit in a little bit it just comes across as a little bit fake right if everyone's doing bits all the time then you can't just sort of cut back and have a genuine conversation and i think a lot of good bits come out of those genuine conversations yeah so i don't th you can be like i've been thinking about this recently but i don't think you can be like i just wrote a joke you ever notice yeah unless you announce it and i guess if you announce it and everyone's like down then you can just try out your bit but I think I would prefer if I'm meeting a new comedian for the first time, I would way prefer that they just tell me who they are and what they're about rather than immediately go into bits and be like, Oh, I'm from, you know, I'm from Canada and that means I like maple syrup. And, yeah. and it's like, shut up. Don't just be who you are and I'll see you on stage. You know, like, yeah. But it, for me, the weirdest is when you're friends with a comic and you see them doing a bit in conversation with somebody new or something and you're mm -hmm. like, come on. 
Let's see what he's doing. I know it. That's why when, like, when yesterday I had that moment where I was like, "Oh, this is." I have a line for this, but also I have a line. You know, it's a line. Yeah. So I didn't know what to do. No, I don't think it's. I don't think and it's bad properly shamed for you it's to use the line. In that well, situation. it's. It's. I. I love dicking around with the customers, mm-hmm. and then it, you know, but then I enjoy it, and then they're like, "Oh, you should try comedy," and then I. I die a little bit on the inside. Um, I think we're gonna wrap up here now. John. Amazing. Perfect. Did we have anything else we want to announce for the, the week? Remember to get your tickets on Entradium. Yeah. Entradium. On Entradium, all the shows are listed on our link tree. Uh, so that's easy. Uh, your your trip to Romania has been delayed. Yes. So you're not going to go till the end of the month. May, uh, May May 4th to 7th, allegedly. Ooh, May the 4th. Yeah. Uh, nice. Um, I'm secretly hoping they cancel the whole show and it never goes on television. <sighs> oh, yeah. Okay. That'd be good for me. That's good for you, yeah. Like, yeah, do I want that? Like, how worth is it? Worth it is it just to have the as seen on Romanian television credit to my name? Not at all. Not even slightly. Mm-mm. What about just as as seen on TV? <laughs> as seen on TV. I mean, the experience for you is definitely good. So the next time you're on television, it's a little less nerving, for or however nerving it was. If you had done well, I would say, boy, that's gonna uh, increase your ability to sell tickets mm-hmm. uh, in Romania. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know what? No, keep it. Yeah, keep it. Uh, I will say one thing. I will say I'm I I'm really glad that I decided to take a risk. I think that's kind of what comedy is about. I think every time you go, you should try and be risking something and not doing super safe jokes. I'm just really annoyed that I took that particular risk. As a person who has lost several competitions trying to do risky artistic things, I am uh, proud of you and uh, don't ever do that again. <laughs> Play the hits, stay safe. Fucking, they're all slack-eyed cows in the audience. Just tickle them where they like to be touched. It was, yeah, it was just hubris. It was super, it was huge hubris. Yeah. All right. All right. Before we wrap up, I want to, of course, thank our sponsors. Today is sponsored by Stats Away. From the makers of Dr. Beginner's Beaker Cleaner comes Stats Away. It removes the need for statistical significance. Is your end too small? Try Stataway. Tea test more like tea time with Stataway. No more need to pee hack. You can pick all the cherries you want. Stataway is the number one product of social scientists and clinicians. Uh, just remember, Stataway is not responsible for anyone, any unwanted side effects. Your results may vary. Stataway has been associated with nausea, agitation, anxiety, constipation, dizziness, drowsiness, dystonia, nausea, and waking. Other side effects include abdominal pain, diarrhea, skin rash, tachycardia, zero derma, and has also led to a direct increase in the rejection letters and an increase in the words, in the use of words like trending towards more research needed and vote conservative. So thanks to the makers of Stats Away. Okay, and thanks for listening. If you can do a little subscribe. Oh yeah, do all the, uh, just a cost, the sub- s- subscribe and like button. We want reviews. And, and review. And reviews. Let's uh, let's thank uh, producer Zach Knudsen. Knudsen? Knudsen. Thank you, Zach. Knudsen! Silent D. <laughs> That's the one that... It's, it's always tough to know what's silent in those Nordic names. And uh, our lovely new intern, Hannah. Yay. Bang up job today. Um, be sure to tune in next week for more Comedy Clubhouse fun. This has been Constructing the Clubhouse. I've been Dr. Matthew Murtha. And I've been John Ellis. Thank you and good afternoon. Woohoo!